Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. I started in real estate about 23 years ago, actually, just this um, last October. It was probably a result of having failed at several other careers, including fashion and music. But I always had wanted to combine a career that had both a creative and a business component. And real estate seemed to really fit, fit the bill very well. How important is financial literacy when it comes to real estate? I think financial literacy is a very important aspect to real estate, but I also think you can learn a lot of the basics that are important. It's very uh, uh, notable that we as real estate agents should never be financial advisors. We are not paid to be financial advisors. We aren't licensed to be financial advisors. But I do think having a clear, good understanding of finances and economics is very, very important. And I read up on the subject on a daily basis. I also found that as much as I'd failed at other careers, the experience I'd learned through those uh, careers was extremely helpful and beneficial in real estate advisory because understanding how business operates and understanding the mindset of people in business can be very useful in real estate advisory. How do you balance work and your personal life? In real estate, you really aren't allowed too much of a personal life because a real estate is a 365, 24-7 career. I think most of us in a lot of careers today have the same challenge that the phones don't get turned off, the email, the texts, nothing stops anymore. And we do live in a global community. And while we might be heading to sleep, someone in Sydney is just waking up. And I think that's very important to acknowledge in real estate that you don't have necessarily the freedom or the ability to turn off the switch at some point. Although I force myself to do that, I'm actually very committed to sleeping very well every night, but it is a 365, 24-7 business and uh, you have to commit to your clients. They are always going to be your number one focus and their expectations of you are intense they have every right to expect that of you, within reason, of course. But I do think um, catering well to your clientele and being very, very much at their disposal when they need you, when it's most convenient for them, is an important ingredient to being successful in real estate. What makes a good CEO? I think a good CEO has to have a multiple of components. First and foremost, I think they have to surround themselves with people they trust surround themselves with like-minded people, but who aren't parrots. And there's nothing worse than being surrounded by people who agree with everything you say all the time. I think you have to have empathy. I think you have to have sincere knowledge and understanding, make an effort to hear other people's perspectives, and most importantly, create an environment that is enjoyable to work in because we work so much. Few hours we have off are um, much fewer than the hours we're working. So to create an environment that makes work enjoyable as well as successful is uh, critical. What advice would you give to a 16 to 20 year old version of yourself? I can't even remember that far back. <laughs> um, I think the most important one is to relate it to real estate. You have to build a healthy foundation to have a well-built property. And the same is true with a career. 
setting a really good foundation is always the key to a long-term and successful career. And the key in the early stages of a, a career at 16 years old is to try and number one, have experience in the real world working because I think I don't have any great degrees. I don't have any masters or doctorates or anything like that. But what I do have is I was a great beneficiary of being in a family that discussed business at the dinner table. And I was compelled to go in on a Saturday to help my dad in his business and learn the basics of what it takes to earn a living. Um, but then I think as importantly is to, as early on as possible, surround yourself or be close to people who have extraordinary knowledge, expertise, and good habits and learn from the best. I think it's very dangerous to be around people who teach you very bad habits in the beginning. And sometimes it's good because you learn what not to do, but I always think it's much more um, of a positive experience to be around people who teach you the things you should do in business and in life in general from a very early age. And that's gonna behoove you tremendously in real estate. I will though say that at 16 years old already, I started at 10 or even nine looking at real estate with my parents. And um, sometimes I would show up at an appointment to look at a home and the agent would be like, where's your mother? <laughs> but like, she's not coming. And I would actually look at real estate. My first real estate deals happened almost, almost at the age of six years old when as a bratty little kid, I put a for sale sign on my parents' home and Mrs. Babalatakis, our next door neighbor, came running over with a checkbook to buy the house. And my parents were like, what's going on? I think getting um, excited about real estate and architecture very early on in your life um, is a good way to uh, be thinking as a 16-year-old, but setting really good foundations probably is as important, if not more important. So the next one is kind of similar, but it's an advice for a high school young entrepreneur. I think the first thing as a high school entrepreneur is to understand that the principles of entrepreneurship apply to everything. And when you start really young, understanding what entrepreneurship entails, you are again setting the foundations for a very healthy long-term career. Number one, you have to have a great product. Number two, you have to be able to market it. Number three, you have to be able to sell it. Number four, you have to demonstrate that you have passion about what you're doing because it's very infectious. People love to be around someone who's selling a product they really believe in. You have to understand finances. You have to understand the law. And all of those components apply to everything in entrepreneurship, whether you're selling a book, a house, a service, anything. So the principles are really very, very much in common with every industry and profession. But I think as a very, very young entrepreneur, number one characteristic I see in all great entrepreneurs who start early is number one, their willingness to work very hard. Number two, to rely on their abilities, not necessarily everyone else's. And number three, they usually are pretty good salespeople. They usually know how to convince someone that what it is they're selling, whether it's a product or a service, they're usually pretty convincing. That is very true. They are. You have to be able to sell something. So the next one is your biggest struggle within the real estate field. I think the biggest struggle I have in real estate is always having to be patient. There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of patience involved. I work with clients sometimes for six months, a year, two years, three years, five years. Sometimes I connect with clients 10 years before they even transact. And I think having patience is very important because it demonstrates to your clients that you aren't there just for the transaction, 
or the sale, but you're there for them in their best interests, not your own. So I think patience is probably the biggest one. And then I think one of the other big challenges is evolution is happening at a much more accelerated pace these days. And you have to educate and re-educate yourself daily, not once every few years anymore, but daily. So those are the two areas that I, and obviously being of a certain age, all this tech is very challenging to a pea brain like myself. So for me, it's very challenging to keep abreast with what younger generations find automatic and easy for me can be very challenging, but I've learned to identify the things that I need to work on and then I focus on them. And I do think being disciplined and repeating is very, very important. I have this saying that I use again and again and again, and it is 80% is grady percent. If you get something done 80% and get it out without procrastinating, you will get a lot more achieved in life than spending your entire life perfecting one thing. You may or may not succeed, but the pain of perfection is learning that the numerous versions of perfection and what you may think is perfect, others may not. I love that. I, I love that saying. I'm, I'm going to use that. I use that one all the time. 80% is greater percent. And another one that I use repeatedly is time is the last luxury. So as an entrepreneur, you have to manage your time extremely well because that's the only resource that you have true control over. And the minute you let other people control your time, you will run into trouble. It's also a good message about any entrepreneur, entrepreneur today, anyone who has the capacity to save a consumer time is gonna have a very potent place in society and in commerce. Do you have any tips when you present yourself in sales, real estate, or in general business? I think most important, you have to be authentic. You have to look people in the eye. You have to listen as well as speak. When you speak, I think you have to communicate clearly. I think you have to communicate with intelligence and substance. I think the world is overwhelmed with too many messages so that when you can edit down your messaging to that which is really pertinent to your audience, you will captivate that audience. But I think you have to do your homework. You have to be very, very prepared. And you have to show that you are an expert in your field that you care, that you have empathy. And also most important, I think, is to be sure that your audience genuinely feels good about the experience. Because people don't necessarily remember as much what you do as much as how you made them feel. And that even applies to commerce. Yes, you can produce and deliver the greatest value, substance, and knowledge to the table. But if it feels ugly, you won't enjoy the experience. And Life is short. Time is the last luxury. You have to make the entire experience feel good for the person you're meeting, whether it's in a three-minute conversation or whether it is during a six-hour tour of properties. That should be consistent, not only in the way you present yourself, but in the way you present everything about yourself, whether it's on social media, in an email, in a text, in a phone conversation. The consistency of quality is what people will connect to. What are your future goals in terms of real estate or your personal goals? Look, my, my personal goal uh, long-term is always to evolve and learn. As I get a little bit um, on in years, I don't like to remind myself of that too much, but I think I have a responsibility now to share the knowledge I have learned over time with a much bigger group of people. So part of my daily existence is I write a morning memo to almost 30,000 people every day in the company and outside of the company. And I've been doing this every single day since I joined Compass six and a half years ago. And in that email, I am sharing knowledge. And I do think 
all of us, as we get older and more experienced, have a responsibility to pass on that which we have learned through our experience with a younger generation. And if there was one message I would ask people of the youngest age to focus on, and that is learn disciplines around finance, understand personal finance, the basics of it, because those lessons will serve you so well over the long term. And they aren't taught at school for the most part. And they aren't taught in college for the most part. And most people learn the lessons too late. I always say that those are the lessons that are somewhat similar to compound interest in a savings account. If you start investing in yourself and in your finances and in everything very, very early on, well, it's just like a solid foundation. A really solid foundation allows you to build an incredible structure and I do find that getting started early with that makes all the difference in the world. I wish I had started younger with those disciplines. And I think it, the sooner and the, the sooner you learn it, I speak often from a financial perspective in real estate terminology, where I speak to people always think of owning a home for 20 or 30 years. But what they don't think of is, Assuming everyone leaves their home by, from their parents by the age of 20, that leaves 60 years for the requirement of shelter and 60 years at $1,000 a month in rent is with interest close to a million dollars over a lifetime. And too many times I see people who retire after having rented their entire life with nothing to show for it. They might have had a happy, wonderful life. And then I see the alternative, those who invested in purchasing a property very early in life, probably making a lot of compromises and sacrifices to do so. Over time, they are the ones who retire with a million, two million dollars because they may not make a fortune with the escalation of the value of their real estate, but they will have something to show for their monthly payments. All these small things I would have no idea about and never even learned It's like the most important factors, buying houses, your money, investing. That's just what we're trying to teach young high school students. We thank you for the opportunity. Thank you anytime. I'm so happy you're doing this. I think it's probably the most important lesson in life. Thank you. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.